The pop has topped, which means it is time for another wonderful edition of the Happy Hour Hangout. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in. My name is Steven. I am accompanied by uh, my partner in crime, Trav. Trav, how are you? I'm doing great, Steve. Beautiful day today. A lot of fun in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 super hot. I know you're doing your 30 for 30, uh, 30 for the kids. I hope you're not sweating too bad when you're doing your walks. Sweating profusely, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm get, getting it done, so that's the important uh, But we are joined today by uh, two, uh, two guys that we have known for quite a while, two people that actually live in the neighborhood with us, uh, two fraternity brothers, uh, Mike Mancuso. What's up, guys? And Andrew Carrico. South City, baby. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um so yeah, we got uh, we got two guests today. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Um, today's episode, we're gonna kind of go into a little introductions of the two of them. Talk about some college years, some fun stories. Go over some career paths. Um, one of whom actually just became a father, and the other one's about to become a father. Uh, both are two of the biggest hockey nerds I've ever met in my entire life. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And I've got a uh, I've got a fun drinking game in store for everybody. Uh, so which is going to be a surprise. So let's go ahead and kick it off with our uh, with our taste test. So, Travis, as always, I'm going to give you the rain. So why don't you dive in? I love it. I, uh, I'm uh, revisiting uh, Four Hands, A Little Divided Sky, Steve. Oh, I know uh, earlier, uh, in one of our earlier episodes, I went for the, uh, the Citywide, um, which is... Uh, uh, a great beer. They've got a lot of awesome beers at this place. Um, I'm a, a huge fan. Again, uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for city breweries, and this one is. Uh, I, I think this one might be my favorite brewery. Um, Divided Sky is a great beer. It's six and a half uh, percent, uh, so you know it uh, packs a little punch, which I appreciate, Steve. Um, and uh, I wanted to rattle off a couple of their other beers because I uh, I'm just really there's not really one on this list that I don't like. Uh, Citywide, which I've already taste tested. Divided Sky, which is today. Uh, they have Incarnation IPA. You ever had that one, Steve? I have. That one's excellent, too. Uh, they have a Single Speed. You ever had Single Speed? I have. It's really good. Man, there's not a lot of There's not a lot of Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, the Ripple White Ale is not terrible either. Um, not my favorite, but it's a Belgian-style White Ale. That one's really good, too. So um, long and the short of it, uh, Four Hands is a great brewery. Uh, local. They opened in 2011 um in the LaSalle neighborhood uh and they've got uh they've got a brewery um I don't know I I think it is LaSalle neighborhood I always think of that as downtown wherever that's at um but uh real close to downtown real close to our uh, our houses and neighborhood here so uh if you're out in the area looking for a good uh good beer they've got a ton of them there uh make sure to visit Forehands but uh Divided Sky IPA for the win tonight Steve to put it in perspective it's a very long walk to Bush Stadium the brewery so yeah that's fair there you go kind of paint a picture on you there yeah. for you so uh we're gonna pass the reins over to uh mr mancuso why don't you go ahead and show us your taste test all right so i got a um, double dry hop foam flag by uh narrow Ooh. gauge so that's right there i think travis you tried a narrow gauge before i did yeah in your beard Big so, fan. uh yeah i'm a huge fan of them um they're nationally known for you know their you know, New England style IPAs, which is like the kind of the new thing with craft beer. Um, it's a cloudy IPA. It looks like this, you know, oh. so you can't really see through it, but that's like the big thing 
um, in the craft world, you know, like sours a few years ago were the really big thing. Now it's like New England style IPA. So, um, yeah, all their beers are really good. This one's phenomenal, but uh, there's really nothing to go wrong with. The only problem is most of their beers are pretty boozy. This one's 7%. So um, if you're drinking a few of them, you'll probably feel it pretty fast, you know, versus drinking like a Bud Light or something. So, yeah, once you drink two or three of those, you're feeling it. So, yeah, but I, I love it. It's great. That's good. Have you had any of their other beers from that uh, from that brewery? Yeah. yeah. Actually from um, – I was up in that area, something involving my students with graduation doing that uh-huh. in the area. And I was like, I'm just going to stop by there and get some. And uh-huh. I texted my buddy, David, who's super into craft beer and he loves them. And he's like, just get a sampler of all of it. We'll just split it. So we got like six, four packs, which is got two each from them. So I've, I've tried basically most of them that, you know, like OJ run and uh-huh. uh, just basically all of them, you know, so I love all their stuff. Good. That's cool. I uh, I, I want to add a little more diversity to my uh, to my beers. I've kind of fallen in this little pigeonhole lately of just like IPAs only. Um, and uh, that one in particular, my father-in-law loves that brewery. And he uh, he was the one who I recommended I'd, I'd, I'd have that one on the show. Um, That's a good but, one. Uh, yeah, it's, it is. It is. It's a really good beer. And uh, I love that can. For whatever reason, the feel of that can just feels like, I don't know, different. I, I like the look. I don't know. I'm a sucker for it. Yeah, it's good. The aesthetics are good, and it's weird that it's in like a little Cajinos, like a little restaurant. But man, uh-huh. those people make so much money on the beer. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a good one. Carico, you are next. Kick it off. First off, Travis can't agree with you more. Beforehand, one of the best breweries out there, citywide, probably my favorite beer. But uh, tonight, I'm going with uh, another city brewery, uh, Second Shift. And it's the Ooh. retro brew. Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Might be one of the sweetest cans that I've ever gotten or ever seen. Sorry. Uh, I almost don't want to open it, but I will. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, uh, as you can see, it's got the 90s blue sweater look. You know, some people called it the Ronald McDonald jersey. It's got the red and yellow on the bottom, but I personally love them. Uh, anyway, it's a pale ale, 6% alcohol. Um, I, love, I love pale ale just because uh, I, I love hops. Uh, so don't get me wrong, I love IPAs, but after I have, you know, three or four of them, you know, it, it can get a little dicey, get a little sloshed. Um, <laughs> that's why I usually go to the, with the pale ales. You still get your hops, but you can actually, you know, have a couple of them. We'll just see how this bad boy sits. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever Tim McGraw said it felt good on my lips, he was talking about second ship. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> All right. Um, there is a there's a marketing program. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys uh, ever been to Second Shift? I have. I have. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. It, it's it's in a really weird area. I mean, you feel like you're gonna get uh, get jumped or something because it's right by the train tracks and you know by the river to Pear Creek or whatever you want to call it. Uh, a really cool brewery. Um, I don't know. I love all their beers. Katie, have you ever had that? One of the really good uh, sour ales. I don't think so. That's no. good. You gotta check, yeah, you got to check that out. That that's that's a beer that once you get off the push mower, you could hose a couple of those. Refreshing, <laughs> sour. That's good. Um, I don't know, little big hop. That's another good IPA. I don't know. I can go on and on. Second shift's good. I'd say you know second shift forehand. I've been drinking a lot of them lately. Um, Rockwell, which I almost had that tonight. That's um, I don't even know what would you call that, Cuso? Like what part of town is that? Kind of by. Rockwell's, um it's near the grove it's it's a really cool building have you guys been to rockwell before oh yeah a couple times it, uh, the, 
interesting. It's, yeah. It can't be beat. It's the coolest looking brewery in St. Louis. But yeah, I would say it's like near the Grove. It's on Vandeventer, but um, yeah, yeah Rockwell's mm-hmm. a really good brewery too. I yeah, it's, I, I, it's very close to South City. It's great. Yeah. I have a hard time picking my favorite just because I try to uh, I try to mix. Well, first of all, I get bored with beer. You know, I I try to try something different, you know, each time. Um, and especially lately with all this COVID crap, I've been trying to, you know, move my business around that way. So I'm not just buying off one all the time. So, you know, one one time mm-hmm. I'll go like this weekend, I went to second shift, obviously. But, you know, before that, I'd go to Rockwell or Urban Chestnut. So just trying to spread the love. Um, I know it's a pretty crappy time for them all, but it looks like they're all yeah. going to pull out of it. So, thankfully, yeah, it's very true. It's uh, I'm it. it's kind of. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say it's kind of interesting, St. Louis, how many like quality breweries we have like within like a yeah. ten miles of here, and if you expand it to like twenty, I'm mean, it's endless the number of places yeah. that I like I consider a high quality place to get a beer. I mean, there's just it, yeah. it, we're pretty lucky in that manner. Yeah. yeah, we are. Especially if if you move the line out to even include like the Metro East, like across the river. I mean, it's uh-huh. insane all the the options that we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Callahan was talking quite a bit about like Waterloo uh, when we had oh, him yeah. on, and uh, I didn't realize that the, he he was talking that they have two or three breweries right there in Waterloo. I had no idea. Yeah, they have uh, Hopskeller, really cool Stur- place. Kind of reminds Stur- me of uh, yeah, it's Southern German. Hopskeller kind of reminds me of Civil Life. I don't know, just the way they got that pub atmosphere. It's pretty sweet. And uh, Southern German's good. You know, as you would have guessed, mainly uh, German beers, but those are yeah. the best beers, in my opinion. Hmm. For those that have listened to the show, I am a huge fan of uh, of Civil Life. So we have definitely oh, tasted yeah, that too. on this show. So yeah. good stuff. Um, so I, uh, I'm going to do mine. Uh, and I went, I went in a little bit different route than everybody today. Uh, this is going to be the only time that we ever do a taste test where my alcohol percentage on my beverage is higher than what Travis is drinking. Um, and that is because I am drinking Four Roses single barrel. Um, you know, I was just kind of feeling, feeling bourbon. I'm a big bourbon guy. Um, it's really hot in my house. So typically there's ice in this. So, but you also know that that I'm a huge fun fact guy. I am a fun fact king. And I knew Travis is going to love this story. Uh, do you know why it's called Four Roses? No, but I'm hoping uh, one of these guys do. Damn. I, have no- <laughs> I was hoping they were going to ruin your story, Steve. <laughs> the, the, the head, uh, what, what do you call a head distiller? Like a head brewmaster, is he a distiller? I don't know, whatever the hell you call him. He, yeah, he pissed off his wife and had to buy her four roses. So he can keep uh, whiskey. You're... Sort of not close. Um, <laughs> so the, the the guy that created it, his name is Paul Jones Jr. He uh, he was very smitten uh, with a Southern Belle gal. Um, and he, uh, he sent a proposal to her. And she replied that if she decided yes, that she would wear a, a, a corsage of roses on her gown for this grand ball that was coming up. So she didn't give him any answer until the day of the ball. And so he's there waiting, uh, and then so she actually arrived, which was her answer of saying yes. Uh, she arrived in this in this gown, wore the corsage of four red roses. So when he made his bourbon, he later named it Four Roses. Uh, it's supposed to be a symbol of his devout passion for the lovely the lovely Belle, uh, who I don't have a name for. So, um, so yeah, I thought I that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> See that, that, 
that part you got right. So good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's usually a lady involved. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but this is a very old distillery. It was uh, founded in 1884. They moved it to Louisville. It's part of the Bourbon Trail. Um, and then the name Four Roses was trademarked in 1888. Um, I honestly am one of the only people that I know that truly likes Four Roses. Uh, I don't know a lot of people that usually do. Uh, so I'll definitely drink this on the on the show uh, more consistently um, and continue to share the great story that is the Four Roses uh, Distillery. Travis, you've been on the Bourbon Trail. Have you been to this distillery? I have not, no. no. And uh, I think you nailed it. Well, at least for me, I'm not a super uh, palated bourbon guy, uh, but I am not really the biggest fan of Four Roses. Um, no offense to our, our friends in uh, Louisville, but uh, I, uh, I definitely don't. Uh, I, I think there's better ones. Let's put it that way. <laughs> But I'm not one of those snobs. I can't even really explain why. I just never, never really liked it. Everyone's got their go-to, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah, so, uh, for sure. Yeah, I, just, I just wanted to keep it at that one fun fact. Oh, uh, the alcohol percent is 40% for those that mm. uh, I haven't told anybody yet. So it does trounce Travis's for once. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll go. yeah, so <laughs> thank, cheers to everybody here for doing the taste test. And we'll cheers. drink and move on. Mm. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. So anyway, before we kind of kick into the the, the, the show, I kind of wanted to do kind of a, a fun extended version of the taste test because you two, Cuso and Carico, are big, big beer guys. Carico's kind of already alluded that. Uh, you guys are always going to different places, trying different things. Um, honestly, you know, Travis and I kind of pride ourselves in trying something different all the time. It's what we do with the show. But I think it, I think. Travis would agree with me that you guys actually put us to shame. So what I want to do is we're going to do a very short, quick kind of extended taste test where you guys are going to give your top three uh, beers that you have tasted, whether it's here locally, nationally, inter- internationally, it doesn't matter where, um, and just kind of give your top three. So Kuso, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with you, uh, and then we'll go on. Ooh, it's tough. Um, so I really like especially right now, New England IPAs. Um, I think that's more the style. Sours are probably my all-time favorite kind of beer. So probably my number one beer of all time is, it's called New Glarus uh, Cherry Sour. And New Glarus is a brewery in Wisconsin, and they only sell in Wisconsin. Like, you cannot buy it. They don't distribute anywhere else. So, like, if you're in Minneapolis, which is where we visit Snyder, you have to go across the border to just get this beer. So, and... um, it's just phenomenal. It's just a great, I mean, like there's people that don't like beer that love that beer. So, um, it's just like a classic. I love it. Basically anyone that's ever tried it, I've never heard any bad things. So unless you don't like cherry, if you don't like cherry, obviously you're not going to like it. But, um, yeah, if we're talking like just national, that's a good one. Um, I'm always a big fan of bourbon County stout goose Island releases that black Friday every year. Um, those beers are really like select like times I'll drink them. Cause I share it usually, and they're like 14%. So obviously you got to share it. Otherwise, you're just going to get messed up by yourself. There's nothing wrong with that if that's what you choose to do. But I'm more about, you know, being social when drinking. So, uh, yeah, th- that's a that's always a classic one, like, you know, very, you know, good one. And um, I'd probably say my favorite local brew is between Citywide by Four Hands or Stomptish by uh, Urban Chestnut. Urban Chestnut, I think, is... A phenomenal brewery um our you know our friend Corey Gould is the general manager there so um, a special place in my heart for that but 
they just make really good beer. So, um, yeah, locally, that's the one. Um, we're talking national stuff or, you know, maybe stuff that select New Glarus or, you know, Bourbon County South. Before I moved to Carrico, it's, so it's funny that you, you talked about New Glarus. I am a huge fan of New Glarus. Yeah. Uh, I've actually got a friend uh, who actually plays softball with us, um, Cameron. He's, yeah. uh, he's from that area, and so whenever I used to go visit them, we did nothing but drink spotted cow. Kind of like how at one point the going to the southeast, man, drinking yingling. That's that's what spotted cow is up there. And, I mean, that's one of my favorite beers. It's, it's definitely in my top ten. Um, so I've actually had cherry sour. It's, it's pretty good. So, yeah. um, he lived in Green Bay, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. He used to, he used yeah. to uh, televise Packer games. Fun fact. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Carico, give us your top three. Uh, first. Full disclaimer, if you ask me this question tomorrow, there's a chance that I would give two to three different uh, answers. <laughs> it's really hard for me. But the three I'm going to go with now, uh, piggybacking off what Cuso said for, uh, you know, Urban Chestnut. I used to live with Ghoul, um, I don't even remember, probably three years plus. And so when he was when he would uh, come over for Urban Chestnut, he'd bring samples and stuff all the time. So, you know, I used to drink that all the time so still love urban chestnut so one of the ones i'm going to go with is uh, unfortunately they don't do it seasonally it's or they don't do it year round it's a seasonal it's called hopfin it's a uh it's an ipl so india pale lager so it mixes uh mixes two of my favorite beers a lager and an ipa so it's essentially it's a hoppy uh lager and so you know german lagers they kind of have a different different yeast to them they're a little spicy which i like so you got that going on and the uh the hops um so i love hops and it, it only comes out i think like maybe two months out of the year so anytime urban chestnut has it on tap will usually text me and i'll go get a growler of it um and i won't disclose how long it takes me to finish that growler it's not very long <laughs> but uh, uh but yeah Hopkins awesome uh, uh, on a national standpoint um Sure, I know. I'm sure you guys have heard of Three Floyd. Uh, you know, I don't want to. I normally don't get into the hype thing. You know, I, I hate. I hate it whenever uh, a brewery. You know, everyone pumps up their tires, and then you know you just feel like you're on the hype train. Sure. But in this instance, Three Floyds really is that awesome. Um, my favorite from them is Gumball Head. Um, it's. It's. I guess it's considered like a weed ale, um, but it's really good. They only distribute in. Uh, well, Three Floyds is in Munster, Indiana which is essentially a suburb of Chicago. So right up on uh, Lake Michigan and Indiana. So they only really distribute in uh, the Chicago area or uh, Indiana. So anytime I visit family in Indianapolis, you, uh, you best bet dollars of donuts. I'm going to get a case of gumball head. Um, and then my last, uh, last one, I hate to share the same one as Cuso to not be interesting, but I, I do love it that much is uh, citywide. It's one of my favorite beers. Um, and a lot of it, you know, the can is just awesome. You know, it's got the St. Louis flag in the background, and it's just, it's got enough hops, but, you know, it's enough to where you can have a couple. Um, but, yeah, so Citywide, Hopfin, and Gumball Head, those are the three I'll go with for now. Citywide is number one in my heart. It's part of the reason why uh, me and uh, Travis's wife are such such best friends. So it's uh, a <laughs> it's pretty great, great beer. So uh awesome well thanks for doing that guys uh we uh we definitely kept notes on that because we're definitely gonna we, we want to continue to expand our 
our beer library, so to speak, and continue to do stuff for this for the show. So we'll definitely uh, definitely add those to our list of taste tests. So, but let's go ahead and kind of jump into it. So obviously the episode is kind of a happy hour with with the two of you. Uh, you guys have been friends longer than Travis and I have known you, and Travis and I have known you for a very long time, going on twelve years now. And so let's go ahead and kind of kick off this portion and just kind of. Give a little introductions, uh, so you can go ahead and, and start, and then, then we'll go into in Carico, and then just kind of move on to the college days. You want me to uh, talk about the first time I met Carico, or you just want to talk about me? Uh, let's talk about you going and then going into kind of just uh, when you met Carico. Okay. So, uh, born and raised in St. Louis, I grew up in the uh, Benton Park area. Actually, uh, Spoon. Logan Ward lives down the street from my uh, house I grew up in until I was 13. Uh, moved out to Afton, and then I went to Bayless High School. Um, so pretty close to the city still, but right in the you know, St. Louis County. And went down to SEMO, and uh, now I'm a teacher. I've been teaching for seven years. And, um, yeah, I mean, moving on to a new school. First time I met Carico, though, actually – I've known Carico. I've known you guys longer than I've known Carico because Carico was. Oh, I didn't like, realize that. Yeah, he was a year younger, and um, him, Ghoul, and Callahan were at our recruitment event. So we were. It was my first fall recruitment because I was a sophomore, and then That's right. Carico, yeah. So um, I knew Esparza before college. So Esparza I've known since I was fifteen, but Carico I met you know after you guys actually. So, but the first time I met Carico, I remember it was a rush event. And uh, we're talking to Ghoul and Callahan and him. And, you know, we're talking about music. And uh, he knows where I'm going with this. And, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, you know, Ghoul says something like Blink-182 or something like that. I'm like, all right, I, you know, I like Blink-182. You know, I'm not a huge fan at college, but, you know, I was growing up. And then um, Carico rattled off some terrible bands. I think one was Disturbed. <laughs> and, you know, I think events – you're trying to be nice to these guys. You don't know them. I'm like, this guy seems like a nice dude. But that's a terrible choice. Like, you know, the people that are like, wah, like that's literally, you know, that's disturbed. So, I mean, for me to keep a straight face and like <laughs> shame him right then and there was hard. I haven't listened to them in like five years, by the way. Well, actually more than that. But go on, continue. You referenced him, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's my first time with Carico, and you know, he's like the best dude ever. Um, you know, he won Brother of the Year one or two times. Was that Willis that won it twice? Carico. Yeah, Willis did the dub. He only won once. He won once. But, yeah, I mean, Carico's, like, literally one of the nicest human beings in the world. So he'd do anything for you. So, um, but, yeah, the very first start, though, I wanted to just grill him on it right away. But I knew I had to, you know, we had to pump up those recruitment numbers. So I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for the That's record, awesome. all, all these names that are being spattered out for our fraternity slash college friends of ours, all people that we went to college and went through a fraternity with together. So, uh, Carico, do you want to give an introduction and then give a rebuttal to that story? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I grew up in uh, Columbia, Illinois. Which you, Travis and uh, Steve, you were you're from Belleville, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so you guys are just like me, you know, uh, Illinois transplant. You know, now I live in St. Louis. Um, and so, but yeah, I, I remember uh, remember that night. Actually, Travis, you were the uh, recruitment chair that year that I joined. There we go. Um, but yeah, I, so it it was weird because Ghoul was uh, talking to this one girl over the summer. And somehow he got in touch with uh, Brad Nothizen. And so we get down to SEMO 
obviously we have nothing to do, you know, so Google was linking up with him and I'm like, well, you know, pretty much attached to the hip, like take me with you. I'm not just going to sit here and play Halo by myself. <laughs> so that's how we uh, eventually ended up at the Lambert Kai house. And that's where I met uh, this beautiful <laughs> and, uh, Mills and we we'll to talk about first impression Mills. He had the, uh, the Kanye Mohawk haircut and his hair is like all, you know, curly and whatnot. So I, I didn't know what to think of him. And then Paul, I thought he was a beast. So I was kind of afraid of him. Uh, um, but yeah, other than that, that was, I really can't, re- you're asking me to rebuttal the Kuso. Unfortunately, I really can't rebuttal the Kuso story because I know, it, I know I was lame and, you know, had too much. You don't, you, know, you don't have a, you don't have a story of Kuso that, that would trump his, uh, how much he hates the band disturb story. Man, I don't Well, so he was, this was in the peak of the, uh, the lip ring and tight machine man Kuso. That is true. That, that was the pinnacle of uh, when Kuso had his lip ring and, you know, he, he was an underwater bear. <laughs> the band he was in. Uh, he, he had that POS Camry. Was it a Camry? Or yeah, it was a 92 Camry. 92 Camry. That's what he was mostly clean shaven, too, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I had a mustache. Or he had like, yeah, he had like oh, a wannabe pirate stash. Yeah. But, uh, but hey, I, not, not all hate. He, he pumped up my tires a little bit, so I'll have to pump his, I guess. But he... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's a good dude. He always, uh, you know, in college, he was the beta, you know, who's like the the activities chair or brotherhood chair or whatever, you know, comes up with all the events. And to this day, he still does that. Like, you know, uh, you know, our group, I don't know how many people, probably eight to ten. So, uh, if you come, he'll come, which is good because he makes all of us get out of our houses and hang out. Uh, so he's good about that. Uh, you know, him and his wife live close to the my wife and I, and so we uh, we hang out quite a bit, especially considering we're both uh, you know new parents. So uh, yeah, overall good dude. We raise each other all the time, but hey, you know, that's what friends do. I just want to say I think it's convenient that Carico broke up the moment he was saying something nice about me. It just got you know. <laughs> <laughs> You've been crystal clear this whole what? time. <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. kind of. Your whole you broke school? up a little bit, and that, that's when you were confessing your love to him. So I guess we'll never know. <laughs> yeah, we'll just keep it moving. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I love it. I uh, I'm I'm especially interested I'm in. <laughs> I'm especially interested in your favorite fondest memories from college. Like after all the years of hanging out, and I mean four or five years. Um, what? Tell us, what was your favorite memory of college, man? I, Lambda Chi obviously had an impression on all of us, but uh, what sticks out when you think back to, uh, to that time? Uh, you know, Mancuso, you can go first. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, I really enjoyed the camaraderie of, you know, the fraternity and living in the house, um, you know, taking on leadership roles. I always, you know, try to be on, you know, the, you know, Zeta positions or exec board. Um, all four years I was there and, um, it just helped me, you know, become a leader for, you know, future, you know, being a teacher, I took on a lot, taken on a lot of roles over the years. And, you know, I see myself down the line to be like a principal or some sort. So I think, you know, that leadership, but uh, fun memories, I mean, party at Sprig House. I mean, Broadway was our party house freshman year, but, um, and also, yeah, so just having fun and just like, it's really, there's no specific moments. It's more of just like a culmination of like a really good time for four years 
of uh, with a lot of different, you know, different people, different walks of life and mm-hmm. uh, just having, you know, a lot of good times. So and winning awards every Greek week. Um, I didn't personally win any, but, uh, I, you know, every, every year we'd always walk away with like 10 trophies. That was always, you know, a big uh, a boost of morale and stuff. So I just thought that was really cool. So, yeah, I mean, the chapter changed my entire life. So for, you know, the better or the worse, definitely changed it. So it, I think it's for the better. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. I I'm glad you said that. I I look back on it kind of similarly. And Steve's asked me over the years of like, what's like the one thing that you remember where you're just like, God, that was awesome. And it I, it's hard to just point to that, right? But like when you think back, like four or five years, it was just like you said, just kind of a, a combination of just all these awesome things of like people that you met that you would have never met prior. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I look back on it fondly. What about you, Carico? Anything stick back, stick out over the last, uh, you know, four or five years there in college? Yeah, there. You know, the the most fun part. I mean, basically, we just lived with our friends the whole time, which you know was awesome living at the house and uh, kind of what what Cuso touched on, uh, Sprig. I mean, that place was. I think we're all exempt from coronavirus having uh, partied at that place for so long. I mean, you'd walk, you'd walk in the kitchen and your shoes would stay to the floor and you're, you know, you'd be barefoot. Uh, I love that. I love that place. We had some, uh, some awesome uh, party themes there. I think the, uh, the jean short jamboree seems to stick out, uh, yep. which, uh, which I don't, it really shouldn't because basically what happened was we would all just wear uh jean shorts that we uh that we made ourselves so naturally it was a contest of who could make the shortest shorts and then by about uh, midnight everyone's just trying to rip the jean shorts off of each other so yeah i don't know why i like that but it, it was fun at the time but okay moving on um <laughs> uh, togo parties obviously those were fun uh white trash bash i mean there's just something about getting drunk and talking in your in your hoosier voice i always loved that <laughs> Uh, and can't have this conversation right now without uh, paying your respects to the uh, late Margarita Mamas. I mean, some of the, the the socials that we had there. I mean, that that was hollowed ground. Um, no surprise that it got shut down. I mean, the the amount of illegal activity that went on in that place. Uh, one thing that comes to mind, I remember Snyder, uh, Steve Snyder, barfed in the bathroom, and a guy walked in when he was done. Slipped in it. Like a little kiddie pool. Oh. Uh, oh. Might oh. want to cut that out later. Uh, <laughs> but uh, intramurals too. You know, team yeah. softball, uh, indoor soccer. I remember one time I drank uh, two Mad Dogs before an indoor soccer game, and I thought that was a good idea. Uh, and I think I was taking on the game. Yeah, I would say the theme parties. Yeah, but those. I don't know. They're just, just well, I can't like you, so I can't really pick one thing. Uh, it's just so fun. And honestly, oh, I think we're losing you, Carico. Yeah, I would say the theme parties definitely stand out too, and intramurals. I mean, I just loved going on, rooting people on. You know, even if I wasn't playing, like basketball, Travi, you'd always play, and you know, I just love like talking shit in the crowd. You know, yelling. 
Also, we get, you know, sometimes get whooped on in sports, too. But, you know, mm-hmm. about those. But Sometimes. Yeah. But it was. Every time. Yeah. I mean, it was, just, it was just fun being around all those guys every day. And, like, I hung out with my own crew specifically probably every day. But, you know, you'd get, like, a random mix of people sometimes or eat at towers yeah. with random people. And that was that was always good. I mean, it's it's good to, like, branch out a bit. So, yeah. For sure. For this sure. Is, uh, this has definitely been the. Uh, Almost like a uh, recruiting video from SEMO to the viewer. So if you're watching us on YouTube and you're thinking about going to college or know somebody thinking about going to college, have them watch this video. Yeah. We'll have to get this. Uh, we'll have to get this sliced up for uh, Link and Kai and see what they want to do with it. But uh, right. Right, yeah. I, I, I want to move on, uh, Kuso. I know you're a teacher, dude, and I'm fascinated by your story on. Um, most importantly, or not most importantly, but the thing that sticks out in my head most is where you were teaching. Um, and just how you, how you got the job, how you, uh, decided you wanted to go into teaching and what it's been like over the last, I know you said seven years and I think you've all, you've been all at that, that prior school, right? For that entire time. All but my very first year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, teaching, uh, junior year of high school i was helping kids in algebra two like my friends and um i've always been good at math i'm not like a savant or anything like that or like you know shui's he was like on another level with math i'm nowhere close to that but i was always good at another fraternity brother by the way called him shui no yeah shui Shui daddy um but uh yeah so junior in high school i was helping friends and i was like just like it came to me i was like man this could be my career you know this is this makes Mm -hmm. sense i enjoy helping people um, I like math, you know, it makes sense to me. So um, ever since junior year of high school, I kind of haven't looked back. I mean, there's been other like times, especially hearing about people's careers or like the money they're making now, I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't be, but I really think I'm in the right place. Um, so yeah, graduated SEMO, uh, didn't get a job right off the bat. Um, so I like continued my working my retail job. And then um, I saw an opening in December of 2013, somewhere around there. Um, and there was an opening and, uh, for a job, but it was midway through. And so I took it and I taught there for a year. Uh, after a year, we found out that school was closing down. It was called triple C. It was a construction career center. Um, it was in the city also it was a charter school. So I was like, all right, well, I need to find another job. And Grand Center Arts had an opening, and I applied to there before, but I didn't hear anything. So um, I went for the interview. They said, can you leave right now? And I'm like, I'm going to lose my job in three months. So yes, I will. And um, so that was tough. But then so that was another jump Uh mid-year. I I was there for six years. I mean, the school started in 2010 as a sixth and a seventh grade. Um, It's, you know, it specializes in visual and performing arts. We have three to four teachers of each art discipline and the school's only 700 kids six through 12. So comparison, most high schools have one to two art teachers max, unless it's like a really big school, like thousands of people. Um, so that's its specialty. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was there, the highest grade was 11th grade when I started there and this year is the fifth graduating class. So, um, I feel like I've been there since like the early run of especially the high school part. Um, but yeah, it was really hard leaving this year, especially with everything going on, not being able to see like a proper goodbye to my students. Cause when I left, I wasn't planning on leaving. I wasn't planning on, you know, that was the last time I was going to see them. It was just spring mm. break. Right. We might not come back right away, but I would be shocked if we didn't come back eventually. And then we just never did. So, um, but yeah, I really loved my time there. Um, 
you know, it's it's a low socioeconomic uh, status for most of the kids. I think 70% qualify for free or reduced lunch. Um, like if you want any comparisons, let's say like Afton is like 15%, um, you know, like Webster Groves is probably 15%, Kirkwood's probably 5%. So 70% is like a huge jump, especially yeah. for like a county school. So, um, you know, being a teacher and over the years, you just constantly have to be working at it. It's a craft that um, if you try to stay the same, you're just going to fall behind and your kids aren't going to connect to you. So um, the big thing with teaching that every teacher knows, but people that probably aren't in the profession know, and you might know once you think back, is, um, is connections with kids. So like I said before in the fraternity, you know, there's not, there's some specific memories, obviously, but the overall consensus is I just feel really good when I think back to my times in the fraternity. That's kind of how you feel with teachers for the most part. Like you might remember their name or remember like the grade you had them, but you probably don't remember the lesson they taught you like on, you know, April 3rd. No. Yeah. You remember if they made you feel good. You remember if they connected with you. You remember if they taught it in an interesting way. So that's how I always like think about myself. Like it's not about the specific lesson. It's about how I connect with the kids. So, um, Teaching, the number one thing with teaching is making connections with kids. And that's what I strive to do, you know, every day. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's a really interesting profession. Like literally every day is completely different. I mean, you can have really good days and really bad days and they could be literally half the day. You know, the first half is great. And the second half is you're breaking up a fight or, you know, you're one of your favorite kids got suspended for bringing something to school or, you know, it's just all these different things. So, um, mm. but yeah. I mean, it's it's a very interesting profession overall. Can I can I can I ask you? Um, have you always wanted to be a teacher, or was there like a specific moment or situation that that just made you realize, you know what, that, that's that's what I'm going to do? Um, yeah, probably back in like the junior year of high school in the algebra two class. You know, like teaching. Also, I think so. My mom was a secretary of my grade school. I I went to a Catholic grade school with like 130 kids. So she was the secretary, not the whole time, but like, I want to say third or fourth grade to eighth grade. Um, and, you know, she's still friends with all those teachers that work there. So I got to see teachers like behind the scenes and like, you know, be at happy hours and, you know, have fun. And I think that kind of like rubbed off on me, like, you know, I could be a teacher or I, this is the kind of personality that fits, you know, being very social, being friendly, you know, helping others. Those are all like things that are important to me. So, um, yeah, I would I would say in high school and it just kind of clicked. I mean, after that, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a teacher. And that's I went to SEMO for that. Um, SEMO has a really good education department. Um, some of the teachers there are phenomenal that, you know, I'm sure anyone that watches this or listens to this from SEMO and that was in the education department, they would know Dr. Bradberg or, you know, other teachers that I can't think of offhand, but he specifically stands out. But yeah, I mean, that's why I went to SEMO for education, you know, so that was a big thing. That's uh, that's awesome, man. I, uh, Steve and I have made an point to try not to talk about uh, COVID that much on here, uh, but it's front of mind. And I'm just really curious. I know before we hit the record button, you were talking about um, Zoom and like the professional capabilities and, and things of that nature. What's it been like over the last couple months of like, and you knew you were leaving, you're tr still trying to, I'm assuming, trying to teach through these new platforms that we have, you know, at our disposal. Um, what was all of that like? And and how difficult, not only I know how difficult being a teacher, I'm sure, on a day-to-day -day basis is, but then when you include the the uh, virtual platforms, like, what what's that like? <laughs> what, what, what's the last yeah. few months been like for you? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, it's unprecedented, I would say, um, in a word. Um, so, I mean, you're trying to teach, because I taught Algebra 2 and Geometry, you're trying to teach Algebra 2 to kids that probably math isn't their favorite subject. Most of my kids, if not maybe all of them, not all of them, mm -hmm. but most of them for sure, um, which is just standard with any school. But um, yeah, you're trying to teach these harder topics. Um, I use a resource called Khan Academy, which is basically, it's a completely free resource. It's amazing. They have different subjects, but they basically have videos and lessons based on those videos. Um, you can go in sequential order. So I would assign those to kids each week and I would be ready and available through Zoom to like answer Zoom calls. Or um, I have this app called Remind, which I've used for three or four years. But it's a really good, easy, safe way for teachers to be able to communicate with teach or with students and parents through uh, text. Travis, that's coming down the pipeline. I'm sure you'll probably get you'll be a remind parent. Oh, wow. Garner, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it's that that way I communicated with them. But um, it sucked. I mean, it wasn't the same thing. If that was if I was teaching online all year, I would not be a teacher. Like there's no way it's the same connection or the same, um, you know, I, I don't think the students learn as well. I mean, some of them might take off because they're, you know, want to be independent and work at their own pace and, you know, they mm -hmm. can't. But most students really struggled and um, our our um, district and I think a lot of districts did a no fault kind of thing where whatever your grade was before we left couldn't go lower. So like if you had a B mm -hmm. or A, no matter what you did, you locked in your grade. So like people can only improve their grade. They couldn't worse. So once they announced that, I did lose some kids just because they're like, I have a B or an A. What, what am I doing? You know, I don't yeah, care. About yeah. So that's tough. But um, yeah, I mean, I got a lot of response. I told my kids towards the end. Um, I got a lot of heartfelt responses, you know, made me feel bad. But, you know, they understand at the same time. But um, it's just tough. You know, you, you, you've been there for five or six years. And like I said, it feels like you don't want to be leaving them or betraying them because that can kind of sometimes especially teachers have that guilt inherently you know we don't want to leave the kids behind we don't want them to see them struggle or you know i don't know what teachers coming in to replace me but um i think it was just best overall for me and my family and um you know I'll, I'll still support those kids any way i can i just you know i can't be their teacher so yeah yeah Interesting. that's that that's great man and and i'm sure they or you know, they're super happy for you and, and everything like that. And um, I did to be brutally honest. I, I I think it's great that you're you're a teacher. I know, it, almost kind of kind of stereotypical, but you you watch movies and televisions and you see what teachers look like. And we're gonna I'm gonna give you shit for here for a second. But <laughs> when I when I knew you, you were wearing skinny jeans that were skinnier than the skinny jeans, and you had the <laughs> lip ring like Carico was talking and. And every time you always told people that you're going to be a teacher, everyone always is like, "What? Seriously?" And you're like, "You're you're the next you're you're the next bass player for Green Day." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but I think it's great that what what you're doing, um, yeah. and I love it. So best best of luck at, at your new school, Carico. Um, yeah. We I swear to God we haven't forgotten about you. So we uh <laughs> we want you to talk a little bit here. Um, why don't you talk to us a little bit about about what you do, and then we're going to talk about uh, you being a new father. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, uh, can you, uh, can you guys hear me better now? Yeah. Yeah, you're good. All right. My uh, Wi-Fi wasn't on my phone, apparently, so that, that kind of helps, doesn't it? <laughs> classic. <laughs> yeah, classic. Um, yeah, so I I started off at SEMO. I was going to study radio, and I was actually on the radio for a little bit. So this right now is kind of giving me some, 
you know, some, some, some feels. Yeah, look back to the glory days, you know, on Rage 1037. I was trying to figure out what that radio station was, and I could not figure it out for the life of me. So thank you for the reminder. We're going to play Shinedown for 20 minutes straight. No, but but after about a year of that, I, I, uh, you know, I I wanted to do radio, but I saw, you know, writing was on the wall. I'm like, unless you're like, uh, you know, Howard Stern or, you know, on the like the broadcast side of it, like a Joe or Jack Buck, I mean, it's, it's really tough. Um, and so knowing myself of being just your average guy, I'm like, I better get into something that's going to, you know, lead me to a quote, quote unquote normal career. So then I switched to uh, PR and then uh, minor in marketing. Um, so then once I graduated SEMO, you know, the first couple months, it, uh, you know, obviously striking out like uh, most people do with interviews and whatnot. So I went to this uh, temp agency, which essentially uh, met with them, told them I was looking for, and they set me up with a couple interviews. Um, and so I, I interviewed with the uh, my current employer, uh, Needex Motor Corporation. And so what we do is we manufacture uh, electric motors for uh, heating and cooling and refrigeration. So the uh, so just real quick, let's say if your air conditioner motor goes out, you call a contractor to come out and fix it. They'll go to one of our customers and hopefully buy our product. So that's what we do. You know, we sell through wholesalers and then they sell to contractors and then, you know, it ends up in your air conditioner or, or in your furnace in your basement. Uh, so started off there in customer service, um, which, you know, I, I didn't plan in any by any means doing customer service when I was at SEMO, you know, for a job. Um, but, you know, honestly, I learned so much doing that. I mean, anyone who's going into business, there's some level of customer service to your job. I mean, there just has to be. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of uh, you know, your customers or your clients. So I learned a lot doing that. Uh, and then Nita helped me through grad school. So I got my MBA from marketing. Um, and then that led me to my uh, current position, which is in our uh, marketing department. So essentially now I just help manage our uh, pricing to our wholesalers and then our various uh you know, promotional programs that we do. Um, so completely different than, uh, than being a teacher. It is not as, it, not as, um, I don't want to say it, not, not as admirable as, as helping kids <laughs> or things like that. You know, I have a lot of respect for, for teachers and whatnot, but personally up till last week, I was terrible with kids. I'm still terrible with kids, but I'm, uh, getting a little bit better. Um, I hate the side of blood. So the healthcare industry was a no. So it just felt right to uh, to go into the business world. So here I am. Uh, they've been good to me, and it's uh, been a good ride so far. <laughs> I love it. As you're talking, I'm like trying to think, like, all right, where do we go next here? And uh, <laughs> I, I, we, we don't really have to. We can just skip on to something else. <laughs> <laughs> I love the. Uh, let's go into the fatherhood stuff, man. I uh, I uh, I love the fact that you're a new dad. Uh, that that cracks me up. And I, I think it cracks me up because I remember you from like my college years. And, uh, that's like the, the, the man I, I, I remember in my main, my head when I hear, Oh, uh, a Carico. And that's who pops in my head is like, I'm a senior and who's this guy and what, <laughs> what's he up to? And he, you know, I'm not going to blast you on the, the show here, I'm, but you get I'm the so, idea. Yeah. I'm so screwed about 18 years from now. The fact that it's a boy, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm going to pay for it, but you know, it'll be fun. <laughs> Carico 2.0. So, so tell us and yeah. the listeners what the, uh, what the first uh, few weeks of uh, being a new dad is. What, what's it like, uh, man? Uh, man? 
Well, first off, I didn't realize that they have to wake up every two hours to eat. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, so that was a very fun and sobering fact. So, you know, you, at most you get two or three hours of sleep at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the greater good, though. But, uh, but, yeah, it was weird. I mean, we went in last week uh, for an ultrasound. Um, you know, we actually, this week was supposed to be when we were due. Um, but went in for an ultrasound and just uh, won't get into the gruesome details of it. But essentially they said, you know, hey, it's, it's best if we do this thing now. So rushed home to get our uh, backpacks and all that stuff that we had packed about 50% of. So that was fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so that was Thursday afternoon. I think I got like one hour of sleep, and then 4 a.m. here comes our uh, son. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. I mean, the the scene, the, the the I gotta be careful here. The ending of Knocked Up does not do it justice. Justice. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Travis, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you'll be there soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just uh, leave it at that. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's been awesome. And, you know, I, I didn't think, once I saw other people have kids, and, you know, they're, they're taking pictures of them, and like, oh, look, he just pooped. It's so cute. Oh, he yawned. Like, I'm not going to be like that. Well, we're only two You are, aren't you? I can already, yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. Saturday, I put, I put on my new balances. I mowed the yard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I lit my charcoal grill, and I had a brewski. Like, it's well, an instant guess, transformation. The rest of my life. Yep. That's it. <laughs> but, that is it. That's next hilarious. Thing, the next fun. thing you need to do is is grow the uh, dad mustache, uh, which is what Kuso had at freshman year oh, uh, orientation, <laughs> um, and then start wearing some cargo shorts. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I used to wear those. Dude, <laughs> I used to have the cargo shorts that would zip. I used to have the cargo pants that would zip off into cargo shorts. <laughs> you know how freaking revolutionary that is. <laughs> those will come oh, yeah, back before you know it hold oh, on yeah, to those yeah. those are probably uh, on their way back before before we move on i want to uh make sure that you remember to tell your son whenever he's 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 able to understand you is uh the fact that when you play softball you play in pepper hot pepper dress socks oh yeah hot pepper. <laughs> we won't we won't go further into that because we, we don't have time but just make sure you remember that um yeah. So anyway, I uh, I want to discuss just one quick thing with you guys because I know you guys are huge hockey guys, probably two of the biggest hockey guys I've ever known. Um, so obviously because we were all from St. Louis, St. Louis Blues, they won the Stanley Cup last year, one of the crowning achievements of St. Louis history, to be honest with you. Um, yep. And I think I don't know. I was just, I would love to hear you guys just really quickly just kind of talk about what you felt where you guys were at when they won game seven. Cause we're actually coming up on a year anniversary from where we're recording this. We're recording this. Um, oh my God, what's the date uh, on the 8th of June. Um, so, so it'll be a year anniversary soon. So just real, real quickly. Uh, Kuso, tell me, tell me a little bit about like where you were at and just kind of quick, quick feelings on it. So um, we actually were on our, so not on game seven, we were on our honeymoon the week before or in the middle of the Stanley Cup finals, which killed me. We were in Seattle, Portland, watching it. We watched it every time. Kelsey was totally cool with that, but not being home and being able to watch it with friends killed me. But um, so we rushed home for game six. They were coming home. They were up three, two. I thought they were going to clinch it. 
we got home. We, our, my mom picked me up from the, you know, the airport. We went into the bar. First period already started. And I think they lost like 5-1 that game or something. Carrico probably knows the score. It was but the blacking. It yeah, they, they got worse. It was like 7-2, so, yeah. I think. Or, yeah, maybe even worse. It was just horrendous. So we rushed home just for that. But um, anyway, so that, that was actually better, I think, because game seven, two days after we get back, got time to relax. We hit up uh, our favorite bar that's RIP now. South, um, was it? Yeah, I keep, South, South, South Town. Yeah. We, we kept How saying. How dare uh, you forget its name? <laughs> I, I have in my brain that it's Southside Seltzer because that was a little, uh, you know, a little plan that we wanted to open up uh, in, in their place, but we never did, obviously. But um, yeah, so they. We watched it there. It was me and Carico and our wives and probably like 10, 12 other people. Mills was there, you know, the whole regular crew. And um, even Connor just, showed up. Yeah, Connor was randomly there because uh, he lives with the Sparza. But um, yeah, just watching it with everyone and it was it was a blowout. I mean, we won 4 1 and I think they scored that one goal like two minutes left. So it was already over. But um, just seeing that, it was just jubilation. Like I never felt that way before. I mean, I've seen the Cardinals win in person, like World Series, and um, the Cardinals are just kind of expected, I feel like, you know, with that heritage, but yeah. seeing the Blues do it wow. after so many years and so many disappointing, like, times where we were close, um, it just felt so, it was, like, too good to be true. It was just, you know, it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. So, yeah, it was a really special moment, and um, I know Carrico's going to talk about uh, his special place uh where he sat because he texted me like a month later he's like this is where we sat he was at the bar and he's just like sending us pictures of the same spot we're like man we know <laughs> but yeah yeah it's good yeah Carico, you want to yeah. jump on on that or yeah i mean i always wanted obviously you know going off of what Cuso said i mean i loved it when the cardinals won the world series and you know young real when we were really young you know we had the greatest show on turf back when we had the rams screw you cronky Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I always wanted the the Blues to win, you know, more than anything, particularly in 2016 when they got so freaking close and they got to the Western Conference Finals against the Sharks. I, I was convinced that that was the year. And then, you know, the it was the, the traditional May uh, heartbreak of the Blues, you know, obviously didn't happen that year. And then, you know, here we are three years later, you know, there's just so many things that led up to it, you know, Schwartz. Um, at the end of, uh, I can't remember what game it was, in Winnipeg, he got he got the goal in. I think there's like maybe two seconds left. I can't remember all these games. But uh, then, of course, you know, Pat Maroon, the double overtime winner against Dallas, was freaking uh-huh. amazing. Um, and then yeah. finally, yeah, just the, the watch parties that we went to in the final, uh, you know, what Cuso said about that Southtown pub. I mean, I, I was I was so freaking nervous the start of that game. I, I would have. I would have bet someone a hundred dollars that they were going to blow it that night, just because that that's that's the way it was, you know, up to that point. Uh, but then once I think it was Petro, we got that first goal in in the first period. Um, you know, we were like, all right, you know, maybe maybe this is uh, is good. And then we got to be four to nothing. It's like holy crap! Uh, you know, the only way this isn't going to happen is if I somehow die before the end of the game, which very well could have happened. Uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, it was it was freaking amazing. I remember when we were at Southtown Pub. Uh, when I was leaving, there was like a group of people on uh, Kings Highway there saying, "We're gonna shut the street down." I'm like, all right, it's time to go. You know, they they were in the middle of Kings Highway trying to block it so they could, uh, you know, celebrate and whatnot. But we're not Philly fans, so nothing got burnt. You know, no one was eating horse poop. Uh, uh, just a good night. You know, 
people give the St. Louis crap about, you know, all the, the violence and, uh, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto. But whenever we win sports, you know, we don't burn stuff. So, uh, yeah. anyway, I'll, I don't know where I'm going with that. But <laughs> in a nutshell, it was awesome. As you could guess. Valid point. Travis, do you want to really quickly tell us where you were when the Blues won the Cup? Oh, God. I uh, This is going to be uh, very lame, but I was home. And uh, I... Yeah, yeah. Your daughters were alive then, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they were... Oh, they would have been a few well, months old. Go. Yeah, they were Yeah, five, yeah. six months old. Um, we watched there. it from home. And uh, I... Uh, I, so full disclosure here, I'm not the biggest Blues fan you'll ever meet. So I, I like to air that because I feel like the fans that have been there for years and years and years certainly deserve to enjoy it a lot more than I did. Being a part of the city, I've always been a Blues fan, but never a huge like diehard hockey fan. And I I got teary-eyed that night when they won the Cup because I knew how much it meant to the city and how like excited people were going to be about it. Um, and I can tell you over that entire series with Boston – um, the, you know, you guys know how these old South city houses are. Our room is right next to the twins room. And, uh, I am fairly certain I'm responsible for waking them up. One of the games, um, it might've been the Dallas game you're talking about with, uh, Pat Maroon with the double overtime Yeah. because I screamed so freaking loud. Um, that entire playoff run though, it, it, it brings back cool memories, but, uh, I think my biggest regret is not going down to the parade. Uh, again, I had five six month olds and it was that was a hard one to navigate so we watched it on tv but um it's a it's a memory that i i think we'll all have and certainly you guys who have been huge blues fans throughout the years certainly to to, you know enjoy your uh enjoy your moment and um who knows i think they may or may not come back and why not a repeat you know it's possible there we are (laughs) so oh yeah i won't take up too much too much time with this but so for game six and seven, I was actually on vacation at Napa in California. It was uh, oh, man. it was brutal. Um, so we had to watch on uh, the, st- the TV at some Airbnb that we were at. Um, with pretty bad reception, actually. Um, so it was kind of spotty. But anyway, there's a lot of grown men. It was like it was a group of like twelve people. A bunch of grown men cried. Um, and then when we flew back. We actually flew back the day of the parade. So we were actually on our way home while the parade was kind of halfway through. So we unfortunately couldn't make it to the parade because we were pretty tired. But it uh, all in all was a pretty, pretty special moment. Like I said earlier, it's uh, probably one of the biggest things that happened to St. Louis ever. I mean, even with the the St. Louis Rams at the time when they were the St. Louis Rams, when they won their championship. I mean, I think this trenches that um which i think is a really really great thing um so it looks like they're coming back in the end of july and and i think they got a pretty good pretty good shot but we'll talk about that for another time so uh we're running pretty low on time but i i want to play a quick drinking game uh with the two of you carico and kuso we are going to play a game called more likely to okay. are you guys ready yeah yeah. So I'm going to ask you just a couple questions, probably do about four or five, and I want you guys to give your input. And uh, whoever, the consensus of uh, the loser drinks. Does that sound good? <laughs> Let's tear them, Steve. So the, the first question, um, and this, this can be with any occupation, 
whether when you were 16 or now, who is most likely to fall asleep at work? Hmm. I, I I don't know. I would say Carico just because I'm around kids all the time. So I don't know how I could possibly fall asleep with a bunch of kids there, but I don't know. Carico, you going <laughs> to pop your top drink or what? Wait, what? How does this work? <laughs> so I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to ask you guys a question and you guys are going to give your input and then I'm going to, I'm going to be the final judge and Travis, you can help with me. All right. All right. So we're basically arguing against each other. Who's going to, who would it be more likely to, and whoever that is, drinks? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Um, not that I would do this, but I guess, I guess I'll, uh, I'll agree with me because, you know, ever since March, I've been working from home. Um, I got Junior downstairs in the basement that likes to wake up every two hours. So between me and Kuso, I guess I'm more likely to, to fall asleep at work because if I'm working at home and I'm exhausted, this could happen. That's fair. There you go. You are I allowed to vote fair. for yourself, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Next All question, right. Steve. Next question. Who's most likely to have an unusual fear? Carico, for sure. Carico's afraid of ghosts. They had a whole running thing at their old house when uh, Asparza and Ghoul lived with them that they had this statue and they would move it slightly and they would blame it on a ghost, and Carico would totally blame He's already drank, because he knows it's you. <laughs> he he the natural ghost, even though they're just fucking with him. <laughs> Carico, is this true? So, as far as I had a Ouija board in his basement, why, I don't know, because he's a freaking psychopath. So, there was a couple nights that they would, I woke up in the middle of the night, and they had the Ouija board on top of me. <laughs> so you know, obviously that freaked me out, and I don't know, man. If someone had to say, "Do you think ghosts are real?" I'd say they're real. There you go. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Do you think when you die, you just disappear? I mean, you got to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's deep. That's deep. Uh, Too deep right. for the happy hour hangout. Yeah. <laughs> Next question, and this cannot. This, you uh, you having a brand newborn does not count on this question, all right? Okay. Who's most likely to make the best nanny? Nanny? Oh, yeah. I'll say Kuso because I've seen him in women's pants before. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting oh, that. Oh, man, that's not even – I can't even rebuttal that. You're, yeah, you're, you should I mean, just take a drink. Well, you Don't rebuttal that. Just do me, it. So. No, that's good. I mean, I you know, some people say uh, teaching is just babysitting anyway, so I guess that would be the closest thing to it anyway. So I'll take it. I'll take the drink. I'm definitely more likely. Yeah. All right. Next question. Who's most likely to talk openly about their bodily functions? Oh, Carico. Oh, no, man. This is, this is a known Carico question. That's, that's on yeah. him. <laughs> He'll talk about my bodily functions more often than I talk about them. So, yeah, he's he's definitely the well, one. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up. So, Kuso, uh, not, to, not to peel the curtain too far behind, but I feel like cumulative in our friendship, I've probably spent three hours on waiting him to get out of the bathroom. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's probably true. He's not wrong there, you know. I have some I have some form of yeah. IBS, so uh, he's probably true with that. But, yeah, it's definitely Carico about talking about bodily functions, though. 
Yeah. Boy, if, this game, if, this game does not make it look good, Carrico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, last question. All right, who's most likely to post pictures of their food online? Ooh, that's tough. I I don't think I've ever think. done it, but I probably have done it once or twice. Let's just be for real. I've had social media for 15 years. I've done it, but I rarely do it. I don't know. Probably me. I don't know. Yeah, I would say you just because uh, your wife is really into photography. And, yeah. Uh, excuse me. She's very mm-hmm. active on uh, Instagram. So I can yeah. see you getting strong-armed and having to take a picture of some Eggs Benedict or something. <laughs> should we uh, Should yeah. we do a tiebreaker and include your wives? Oh, wives? Oh. I, I, would definitely, I would definitely say Kelsey. I would definitely say Kelsey. So I'll drink. I'll drink for that. Yeah, I no, my, my wife does that crap all the time too. But I would, I think Kelsey edges her out just because Kelsey actually does photography on the side, so that gives her the edge. Yeah, that's fair. So it's about three two Carico. So nice job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, chugger, all right. Well, that is gonna that's gonna wrap things up here um so obviously at the end of every episode we want to make sure we do what we like to call a shout out uh, it can be to a person an organization something that you saw walking down the street uh anything that you want to just show some love to um typically when travis and i have guests we like to give you guys the reins and give the shout outs so i, I believe you both have a shout out so kusa we're gonna go ahead and let you uh, go first. So, uh, real r- real quick, uh, what's your shout out? Um, two quick ones. Action St. Louis is a big organization that's um, a non for profit that's really helpful right now, especially with you know all the protests and riots going on. Um, they're big on breaking up jails in St. Louis. That um, the workhouse specifically, it's a non air conditioned jail that's basically been around for over a hundred years. Um, there's really no reason that should be the conditions that people are put in. Um, but yeah, there's just a, a bunch of different environmental like racism and all this stuff that they work towards. They sign up, you know, voters that usually aren't signed up for voting. Um, like, you know, the poor communities, they always try to hit that up. So I think it's a really good, um, you know, organization if you were to donate something right now. Um, and then I just want to give a quick shout out to my seven month pregnant baby mama, my wife. So, uh, Kelsey, she's phenomenal. She's working full time from home. She's doing photography on the side. Um, she's working hard to, you know, get the house ready for, you know, our daughter. So uh, I just want to shout out my wife and uh, that great organization. Love it. Excellent. Yeah. Carica, what about you? Yeah, so I don't have like a direct organization, but uh, one shot I'd like to do, you know, given all the, the way the market's been lately, you know, you can't really go out to eat or go out to bars. Uh, I guess you kind of can slowly now, but up to this point, you haven't. Uh, so just all the local restaurants and bars um, and breweries, uh, you know, just make sure you support them, um, you know, on a weekend if you want some food. Don't get me wrong. I love fast food and all that, too. But think about going to uh, one of your local places um, just because it's uh, the market's tough now. And it, it's a real shame. Uh, it'd be a real shame if places like that went away. You know, they add so much to our city. Uh, you know, our food and beer scene in St. Louis is really big. Uh, it's really, anytime I have people in town, I mean, I'm just always proud to, to take them to some of my favorite spots. So I feel like we've got a lot to offer. So I'd love for all them to stick around. And then uh, since Kuso did it, I will uh, shout out to my baby mama. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right now, she's 
mainly the one because I'm still working and she's on maternity leave. So right now she's uh, uh, God, I hope she can't hear this, but she's um, the one who's waking up about every two or three hours now, uh, taking care of the baby while I try to get uh, my much needed sleep because I'm still a baby. So <laughs> shout out to all the you know what? Shout out to all the baby mamas out there. I know who you are. I'll baby. I applaud that. Great job. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, well, thank thank you guys. We we really appreciate you guys coming on. This has been a blast. Honestly, I think we could probably could have gone at least another half hour um, talking just straight bullshit. I will definitely would have loved to have continued that drinking game, but uh, fortunately we can't. Um, Travis, you got any uh, closing remarks before we kind of end this thing out? No, I want to thank you guys for coming on, man. It means the world to us that you uh, took the time to come on and uh, and chat about uh, life and hockey. And um, the taste test at the beginning was uh, very informative, so I enjoyed that as well. So uh, uh, hats off to you both. Uh, one, a, a, a parent already, kid kid here at the house, and one soon to be. You guys are about to embark on a pretty cool experience. So um, hats off to you. And, uh, again, thanks for doing this. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us on, and hopefully uh, we'll uh, be playing softball with you guys again soon again. <laughs> yeah, yeah fingers again. crossed. Yeah, for, for, for those that for those that don't know, we're all part of the part of the softball team. We've been saying beer league. We've been playing for the last probably what three years now. We're going on what three years? Three or four. Yeah. I think so, three yeah. or four. Yeah. 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 Um, I think we're gonna play softball again before the MLB plays again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's looking that way. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It's, that is a true story. Well, once again, guys, thank you so much. This has been fantastic. We'll definitely make sure we have you guys on again because uh, this is this is just a lot of fun. Um, once again, everybody, you can you can catch us on the social socials, um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, we will write, read five star reviews um when they come our way you can find us on google play apple Podcasts. we are officially now on spotify so everybody subscribe and listen uh and please share uh please share all our posts because we really want to get our messages out to the world um and once again don't forget uh for june uh travis and i courtesy of the happy hour hangout podcast we are doing 30 for the kids um which basically means we are doing at least 30 to 45 minutes of exercise every single day uh, and posting it uh, we're two grown ass fat men, so it's re- literally killing us. So I really want you guys to share it. All right. Um, and I think Travis is going to test to that. So once again, again, thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Stay safe out there. Have a wonderful evening. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.